Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how we deal with it. I'm Anna Learning Development Nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah, with passions about communication, and we're going to talk about some fun stuff this week. <laughs> with me, as always... I'm Angela. I'm a stay-at-home mom and grandma and a career person. We have a special guest this week. That's me! Yay! Back Woo! from Radio Ronan. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, thanks for having me again, man. Josh has returned to us. He has, finally. <laughs> I am back. To be fair to Josh, we tried to get Josh over here several weeks ago, but... Yeah, then I got the Rona. We got this ominous text message of, hey, guys, we dodged a bullet. We you, did. You really actually. did, because I. the thing is, is I felt okay, but I'm like, uh, I should probably play this safe, and luckily I did. Because your whole house, Holt. <laughs> yeah, that was like a wildfire, man. That was the whole house. We still think it probably came from Uncle Nick, oddly enough. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. We got him tested, and he only had the antibodies. So we're like, it probably started with him. Wow. Huh. <laughs> Uncle Nick. Huh. That's not who I would have put money on. Uh, no. Same. Well, me either. <laughs> this week, Josh came to us running at the first of the year. There was a show topic that really stood out to you. Oh, yeah. That you loved. And you were like, can we talk about it again? It's actually one of our most popular topics. It is. It's yeah. one of our most popular episodes. Do you want to tell us what it is? Toxic positivity. Yes. Yeah. Great topic. And sure, many of you that listen to us all the time, remember we did talk about this. I feel like we just scratched the surface with it when we did. It to date is our most popular topic we've yes. done. And it's one of our more recent shows. Uh -huh. it, it started off the year yeah, for us. Did. Even though we've had shows out for eight, nine months. <laughs> This one rose to the top very quickly and has stayed there consistently. It has. It's and it's important, especially if we're doing this again, right? Because there's a lot to be said. Know what it is. Yeah. We have all experienced it in some form. Mm -hmm. I would say in Utah, we experience it more than other places. Oh, I, I would agree with that. Totally. Yeah. I know in your household... You folks, I mean, you, A, you've got a large family. Yes. Very large family. I mean, 13 people in one house, just, you know. That's a lot of people. And, and that's house. just a small sliver of the house. Exactly. <laughs> I hate to pick on this. People think I'm picking on him. The predominant religion here in Utah has a mentality of, and, but any religion does this, where it's, it, it really it's in does. God's hands. It's not one religion. And God will help you. Uh, yeah, I, I think you just notice it more here because... Maybe we're more highly religious that might be so, true that might be true and it's prevalent in our daily lives here compared to in other places mm -hmm. we started doing our attitude of gratitude challenge yeah and i actually did have some people be like well you you guys talked about gratitude why you should focus on that and yes i use a gratitude mm -hmm. thought and and that is used heavily in religion of be grateful for what you have yeah. For me, that is to help me go, you know what, time to pick myself up, dust myself yeah. off and move on. It's not to avoid mm -hmm. the negativity. Mm -hmm. Now, the topics I picked when we did that challenge made me very, some of the days I struggled to find something I was mm -hmm. grateful for that day. And when I sat down and thought about it, you know, yeah, it was a pretty crappy day, but there was one little morsel of something that helped to make it a decent day. And I just focused on that. And it was really helpful, actually. We all had a very rough go last year. <laughs> yeah, that's an that's understatement. An, yeah, that's an understatement for sure. <laughs> this year has been, I think, better for most. Not everybody, but most. Yeah, I think so. I, we pivoted. We learned to adapt to what was going on with us. Everybody kind of does that in a different way. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Last time we talked about it, we, we had several different strategies, and I found a whole new author. Yes, And I am so excited. 
if you get a chance, Dr. Susan David. Okay. She has a book called Emotional Agility. Oh. That's an interesting title. Yeah. <laughs> I almost want her to call it Emotional Ninja, maybe. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> To take it to the next level. She has several TED Talks out there. Mm -hmm. It isn't focused just on toxic positivity, but she really talks about with toxic positivity, you have to, is you have to go to your emotion and then through your emotion. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We've talked about can't just ignore the emotion and that's toxic positivity. You are avoiding the emotion altogether. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm just happy or I give you some... Positive thought. Good vibes only. Oh, I hate that phrase <laughs> so <laughs> bad. So bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a trigger phrase for me. I'm like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> I'll give you Josh good just vibes. about started throwing fists. <laughs> that microphone almost went tumbling to the ground. <laughs> we get to see a whole different side of Josh when <laughs> he comes too. over here. <laughs> it's the Josh we love at adore. We do. <laughs> I grew up in the network marketing family. Yeah. Where toxic positivity is used as a weapon. It's weaponized in that industry. Multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. oh. pyramid schemes. <laughs> my, Don't my, get me started there either, man. Yeah, well, my, so my, my grandmother that just passed, mm -hmm. she was big into multi-level marketing. I mean, she was the queen yeah. of it. Oh. You gave her one, she'd do it. And she did very well at it. We live in Utah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty prevalent. I mean, she... She was in... Yeah, she was in Southwest Wyoming for most of it. Then she went to Missouri... Uh, one of the things in her funeral, she built a business relationship with people in 39 <laughs> states. Okay, but it sounds like you're going through a financial analysis chart. <laughs> Where's the sales pitch? <laughs> and for $39.95 yearly. We can teach you how. 15 points BV or PV, whatever, whatever, I don't know. I'm not that person. I've tried I'm my not. hand and I'm like, this drives me crazy. You know I, I have to. I think we've all tried it. Because mm -hmm. all of us think, ooh, what if? That what if is always there. Every single one of us have probably failed at it. Upline got mad at me because I wanted to leave a meeting early. I had been in the hospital all night and I couldn't stay awake to stay for this whole meeting. I said, you know, I've gotten a lot out of it. I'm going back to the hotel room and I'm going to bed. And she goes, well, you're a quitter. You know How what would have helped you? Yeah. What? A gangster of love. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Get Josh's love. drink. A squirt of sugar. <laughs> what? 20, 20 I, squirts of sugar. Well, let's see how many different flavors were in there. And a rock star on top of it. <laughs> you, you would have been, see, you didn't rally to the occasion. It's oh, terrible. We all have those stories where somebody has just, I can manipulate you. And that is a manipulation. Manipulate and gloss over what you're feeling and mm -hmm. what you're going through to some extent. Because I feel like sometimes when people say, God knows what he's doing or <laughs> Josh just oh, oh, That was a hard eye roll, man. I almost lost him in my eye socket. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, completely. Yeah. And get people being no, a faith. Because I'm, I'm very active in my religion. Mm -hmm. When you put these platitudes out in front of me, are you really trying to make me feel better by telling me to stop feeling what I'm feeling? Exactly. Or are maybe that person trying to avoid... Being around you when you're feeling negative emotions and they personally can't deal with seeing someone else do it. So they just kind of uh -uh, feel better. Uh -huh. Positive vibes. <laughs> Good vibes only. <laughs> We've talked about my meditation practice yes. quite extensively. Mm -hmm. In meditation, you start with the breathing, but I moved very quickly into why I was doing it was to deal with negative mm -hmm. experiences, emotions, and really evaluate what has been troubling me and stopping me. There's a 10% happier episode. Mm -hmm. RuPaul. Uh -huh. I love RuPaul. No, oh, yeah. I'm hoping nobody listening doesn't know who RuPaul is, but if yeah. you don't, oh. once you see RuPaul, you'll be like, oh, that's <laughs> oh, RuPaul. Oh, that's RuPaul. I get it. <laughs> Most famous drag queen in the world mm -hmm. by far. For sure. 
did an episode about meditation and talked about with meditation, you visit the dark places. You go to those dark places and Night of the Iguana, the movie. <laughs> yeah. For just forgot the actors. He was going to kill himself. Uh-huh. The gal stops him and is taking care of him. He's like, you don't know what's like. Oh, no, I do know what the darkness is. Uh-huh. Is essentially the message mm-hmm. that's conveyed. All of us know what that darkness is. We, we all know those dark spots. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our tendency is... We try to move away from things that make us uncomfortable. Of course we do. Especially when we experience them in others. It's human nature. Uh Exactly. You're having a rough time. I don't know how to handle that. (laughs) So I'll just throw something out at you. (laughs) Yeah. And And hope it makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. So obviously it'll make you feel better. (laughs) And then if I want to express my frustration or my pain, it's a huge wall right in front because, okay, I, well, I just gave you this positive quote. You should be okay now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, it's in God's what's hands wrong or with you? Now you're just dwelling on it. Now you just want to uh-huh. be upset. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference between dwelling in your mm. pain and your misery and your suffering. We had an episode on that. And, wallowing. and wallowing, mm-hmm. experiencing it to move on. Exactly. You cannot move on from emotions if you don't deal with them. Yeah. They, they may go away temporarily, but they rear their ugly head again down the road and until you deal with them, they're going to keep doing it. Oh, I 100% agree with that. When my grandma passed away about five or six years ago, it, it was really interesting because, I mean, I was very close with my grandma. Uh, she lived with us like everybody else has. And <laughs> I would spend probably two or three afternoons a week with her just talking and whatever. And we were best friends. And so when she passed away, it was it was really interesting because, it, well, she was really the one who taught me to kind of to feel mm-hmm. and express what I'm feeling in that moment. And that's a good thing. And I think that's a, is a very important thing because on her deathbed, when she was passing away, our, our whole family was there. And, you know, pe- some of some of us are crying and everything. And, and I'm over here in the corner and I'm just smiling and just happy. And because I was, I was feeling this gratitude for my grandma and what she gave me. And that's great. And I didn't feel this pressure. I'm like, oh, everybody's crying. Like, I got to express that emotion as well. Yeah, but you felt what you were truly feeling. Right. And that doesn't mean that tears didn't come later. No, it you doesn't know? mean you weren't sad she was gone either. Ex- exactly. So it's just, I, I think that's that's a very important thing too, is ever you're feeling in that moment, mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. Feel it. It's the only way you're truly going to get any sort of resolution moving past that feeling. And we all have our moments where we, it sucks. If we let it bog us down, if we let it just hold us there, there is moments where we will be paralyzed. Yes, we legitimately do not know what to do. And I know that people are trying to be helpful. Mm -hmm. I know they think they are doing what's best. Sometimes the best thing in the world Mm -hmm. is to have somebody just sit there with you. I absolutely agree. I like don't even have to say anything. Just sit there and my husband, I will give him this credit for this because I've lost a sister and a mom within five years. Both times, very different emotions, very different things. My mom passing was peaceful because she was sick and in a lot of pain and she was at peace. My sister was sudden, no warning, gone before she was even 40 years old. Two different types of grief. He would literally just sit there and watch my emotions go from bawling hysterically because I miss them and I didn't get to say goodbye to the next minute laughing over something that happened with you know, my sister, and then the next minute yelling and screaming and angry because she's gone. Literally went through the whole gambit of emotions over Mm -hmm. an hour time. And he literally just sat there and let me feel him. Yeah. And let me rant. And that was the best therapeutic thing that could happen for me. With my grandmother passing, all of the Ronin, especially, were great about reaching out. Hey, what do you need from us? And Mm -hmm. a, a lot of people 
didn't seem to believe me when I said, I really am doing okay. Been preparing myself for that moment. She was the last of my grandparents that was still alive. Mm -hmm. 90 years is a great life. Long life. Last year was very painful, very miserable, (laughs) because she had to go through it, for the most part, alone and isolated in a nursing home or nursing facility Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Hearing so many stories of people having to go through that and watch their loved ones either pass or just dwindle in Uh those to me, this was the most peaceful resolution for her. Well, and the fact yeah. that I could go down and see her, I'm okay with that. Now, I know other members of my family are not okay with that. And at the funeral, I would just ask, how are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very wide range of emotions. As an observer, the more I do this, the more I observe. I, I already watched people, but I watch them even more keenly now. Mm-hmm. Just yep. sit there and analyze what they're doing. Yep, I do it all the time. It drives my husband same. nuts. Same. Oh, same. <laughs> You get full display. <laughs> Your house. Yes, every every emotion, every time of the day. 2020, I think, has also been a very interesting experiment in human behavior. All in house. I oh, mean, yeah. this this is almost like the ultimate laboratory experiment. It's an in, it's been interesting because actually, when I was kind of doing some research for this topic, they've already started publishing reports about where people were emotionally in different times of 2020 and it's really fascinating stuff to oh. listen to to read in fact i'll put some links up there yes places please because i it's yeah i'd be interested the, in that the whole multi gambit most difficult part is my communications research class we mm-hmm. had to do things on covid and the study that we had to report on was published in june of last year mm-hmm. so we were still in the midst of it oh yeah And it was just a snapshot of that moment in time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an ongoing check-in. And normally we're like, well, we want to see one year, two year, (laughs) three year marks out. We we can't do that. A, we're still in there. Mm -hmm. B, it's only crazy to think a year later. We're still all trying to navigate what this year brings. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Well, you just went to Lagoon. Yeah, I just went to Lagoon. And it's just, it's so interesting (laughs) because, yeah, like at, at what point? Are, are are we moving forward? What part are mm-hmm. we holding back? What, you know, where, where are we in all of this? Well, and what's right now, I think people are trying to past it. And, and I think we're a little too quickly. We're worried about the results mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. I went to get a massage last night, self-care Saturday <laughs> to celebrate being done with school. I walked in and they've been so careful over the last year when I've gone, everybody's always been masked. Like they check huh? your temperature at the door. Yeah. They would ask you the questions. They uh-huh. had everybody spaced. And last night, I walked in. Nobody was wearing masks anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. They still ask the people that are walking in to do it. But I'm like, why aren't your front desk people doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind yeah. of an oxymoron. And I was told once you get into the room, if you're comfortable, you can not wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Now, my therapist, I know he's been very careful. He has a brand new baby uh-huh. as of last month. So he's being ultra careful. Which he should. How do you feel? I know you're super careful. Yeah. And we were the first people in that room for the day. Right. I'm good. I know it's been sanitized. Other places I've gone, I would not do that. Like the grocery store, I still wear a mask. Yeah. And I wore a mask everywhere at Lagoon. Well, and I just got back from Vegas and I was telling Ian out on Fremont Street, that's an outdoor venue Uh um, and they required masks. They would kick you out off of Fremont Street if you weren't wearing a mask. And that's an outdoor venue where people were feel like people just don't know. Of course, you know, there were those few that go, well, I'm vaccinated. And you know what? As someone who is fully vaccinated, I still do it out of respect. To bring it back to that funeral, 
As I went around and was observing people, your first instinct is to offer the comfort. Mm -hmm. Of course. My dad was like, you don't okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I got to say my goodbyes. I am in a great space Which is mentally. Mm -hmm. For sure. I have closure. Are you doing okay? I know it was tough for him. He was the one that actually had to sign off on all the paperwork to and that's tough. take her off of the oxygen and, and a lot of those medical sister? decisions, mm -hmm. which would be extremely difficult. It's a struggle for me. Understandably so. Yeah. Now, what would be most people's first reaction to that? <laughs> and, and I heard a lot in her funeral. Well, she's with her heavenly father. She's with her, she's with her husband well, and her daughter and they're dancing in the clouds. Well, and I like, respected Ugh. that when my sister passed away. I respected to them uh -huh. that was comfort. To me, it was not. And it made me angry. I was like, wait a minute. Great. She's with her heavenly father and she's with family members that went before us, but I don't have her here now. Her daughter is 17 years old and doesn't have her mom. I was angry. And the fact that people just wanted that to be a comfort to me actually made me really angry, probably more so than I should have. Yeah. Having friends who have passed away from, from cancer and family members who have passed away earlier than expected, funerals like that, are, they're uh -huh. hard. They're uh -huh. hard. Super hard. Really the last thing, yeah, you want to hear are these platitudes of, of where they are. It's like, Okay, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate when people come up and tell you stories about your yeah. loved one. Yeah. Like, tell me, how did my grandma impact your life? Or how mm -hmm. did my friend change your life? Or whatever it is. What's a great memory? That's what you those, should be doing at these fun and, uh, funerals. And those make you feel so much better. Like, mm -hmm. I loved, I heard some stories from some of my sister's friends when she passed away that I didn't know about. And they just made me laugh. And mm -hmm. I loved hearing it. I loved every second of it. My sister-in-law, well, ex-sister-in-law, passed away at the first of the year this year. Mm -hmm. Her funeral, they didn't have anyone get up and give any speeches or eulogies or anything like that. They just had people get up and share stories. I'm going to be honest, that was one of my favorite funerals, is if you can have a favorite funeral, as far as enjoyable. To We all just smiled and cried and laughed together. Because we were just sharing memories, yeah. things that we did together. And that gives everybody there the ability and the chance to deal with those emotions mm -hmm. personally. People who give those platitude outs, obviously they mean well. They're not doing it to take away your peace or whatever. They're, they're trying to help because which one of us doesn't want to make someone feel better? Right. And we all want to help. But I guess what we're the point we're trying to get to is sometimes you've got to gauge where somebody is first before you start throwing platitudes out there. And before you start saying, hey, you know, he's with God now. Like I was telling you guys before we started recording, I have a friend that just lost his son. His son was 32 years old. He just lost his son, giving him the same platitudes that, hey, he's with God now. This was meant to be. He's happy in a good, better place and all this. And I looked at him and I said, John, this sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't have any other words for you. Uh, just where are you? Well, what? that's that's an acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. What can and I do to help you? A lot where of us are you? want that acknowledgement, we not do. just to cave over it and move on. And we don't want to think we're alone and feeling the way we do. Sitting alone in the being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. uh, sitting alone in the darkness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like all I'd mentioned in that movie is, <laughs> yeah. yes, I, acknowledging the darkness is there. I know about it. Mm -hmm. I understand it. Yeah. And, and a lot of us tend to not think others know what we're going through. And we, we truly don't know. We will no. never know no. exactly. You, you never we can relate to it in some form, mm -hmm. but we will never truly. It's difficult. I've been guilty of saying, I know what you're going through. Oh, we all have done that. Yeah. I don't think you truly no. do. I think you're trying to understand. And maybe that's a better way to phrase it. I think I've been where you are. I'm not 100% sure, but I can relate if you'd like to talk. Maybe just yeah. phrase it slightly differently. 
nobody wants to be in the darkness. Nobody wants to walk into the darkness. But if you're truly, I mean, we want to we want to grab those people that are in the darkness out, right? Oh, of course. Eventually, I think, you know, we will. People will, right? If we truly absolutely want people to come out of the darkness, sometimes we have to be willing to sit in the darkness with them. Absolutely. I think if we do that, then we can help them out of that. More so than, yeah. More, yeah, more so than just kind of yanking them out yeah, with a, with a quote. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. One of the questions I've tried to be more conscious of asking uh-huh. when somebody is going through something difficult, what do you need from me? And that's a great question. And a lot of the time, they don't know. You know what? That is a fair that is perfectly understandable. Uh-huh. I don't expect you to know. I'm just asking if there is something, what what can I do to help you? I'm extending and it a could hand. Be just sit it's there. here if you want it. And yeah. Well, and, and kind of going back to, to the religion, you know, as much as we've kind of talked about the culture here because of the religion, there is one thing that I think we do really well. Well, not just the funeral potatoes, but it's food. <laughs> it's food, right? Food is an action uh-huh. that you care. You know, that's one thing that I've definitely learned from my mother because uh-huh. my, my mom, I, I can't tell you how many times a month uh, we're, we're making dinner or something for somebody in the neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. So when I'm like, I had a friend just this past week who had some blood clots in the lung and, you know, there's, she's, about an hour, hour and a half away from me, but I wanted to help. So the best thing that I could do after offering help is, hey, can I send you some Grubhub or a DoorDash? Oh yeah. Things like that, just those like small little actions, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to just to share these platitudes, just actions like that can help pull uh, people out of that darkness. You're so right. I remember coming home almost every day for like two weeks after my sister passed away and there was something sitting on my front porch. Mm-hmm. Cookies or a lady left a blanket to snuggle myself in or a a frozen dinner. Hey, stick this in the freezer. Here's the directions when you want it. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And to me, I thought that was as therapeutic as anything. It it really is. People were acknowledging I was hurting and they were letting me know I'm trying here. When you need me here, here you go. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Another quote, just read the synopsis of the book. I didn't get a chance to read all of it. And also in the TED talk was emotions are data, not directives. And I was like, so emotions are data points. They should not be what tells us what we're doing. We look at, and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We need to react to the data. We need to analyze the data. We do something with the data, Yeah. but it shouldn't be the true driver of what we're doing. I think about in business right Mm now, I have seen a lot of moments where you have business leaders, especially through COVID. Uh Uh-huh that have been very empathetic have been doing kind of more of the fireside chat thing uh, with small groups where they're like, tell me, tell me what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you're going through. If you're working from home, what are your struggles? Mm -hmm. How can we help? Yeah, you're right. I got a unlimited PTO policy and it came up recently in a meeting with leadership of I'm burned out. How do I deal with this? One of the leaders made a comment of, well, I I don't see what the problem is. Just take some time off. That's rather callous. Uh If if you would have said, I want to know more about why you're feeling burned out. Yeah. I need to know more about what's going on with you because obviously there's a disconnect. Uh Obviously. Just take time off. I don't see what the problem is. Okay, well. (laughs) Well, does this person feel like they can take time off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does this person... Maybe there's some other mitigating factors in there that they are not privy to. 
So to me, that is a plea for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I would love to say that has been a unique. I've seen a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody post something to LinkedIn not too long ago where they were putting a big announcement where they showed a picture of their empty office space. And they're like, we're letting our lease go. We're not going to be coming back to our office. We are going to let people work from home. We will maintain a small facility where people can have meetings. Mm -hmm. But we're our big office. We're done with that. Our people are happier. They're more productive. The feedback has been, and immediately you have other people attacking. You're going to, your collaboration, it's going to lead to people leaving. It's going to, I am (laughs) much happier working from home than I ever was in an office. I've had, I am too. I was going to say, I've had my, my cousin, he's he's funny. He is a firm believer in dressing for success every day, going Mm -hmm. to work, going to the office, that synergy in the office kind of a mojo that you get. And this last year he had to admit he's more productive at home. And all that crap, all that other stuff was just crap. <laughs> now, like, I, I do like having meetings from time to time well, where course. I can see you need, people. You need mm-hmm. a little interaction. That's not what he was saying. He was just saying, I just think this old fallacy of go to you the office, to you there. have to be there to make it work is wrong. <laughs> think about all of those like those business <laughs> books that have been written over the years. They're like, yeah, they're, 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 bull, they're bull crap. Yeah. I, I had a manager <laughs> well, previously that it was you were only you were only productive when you're here. Oh, no. And now I know there is no way. I mean, this guy fought tooth and nail when I'd be like, dude, I I worked remotely most of my life. Mm -hmm. I know how to do this. I actually can get more when I'm focused three hours at home than Mm -hmm. I will get during a whole day here because I'm not being constantly interrupted. Well, constantly (sighs) interrupted and there's not that. Okay, I've got to plan my commute. I've Mm -hmm. got to plan what, you know, what it's going to be like driving home. And you feel like you lose a little bit of yourself in all that. Hustle and bustle oh, that very comes much from so. going in and coming home from work. I feel like I lost focus. so much of my life just sitting yeah, in a car trying to get to and from that office. Oh, it's true. Well, and I took a bus for a number of years, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and that's what, probably about two, two and a half, three hours a day. Easily. Yeah. No, I love I love working from home. It's, it's hard because we're kind of planning on going back full-time in the office in the fall <laughs> and i'm like ah. when, when they started pushing that at our our job that was one of the things where i recently accepted a, a new job offer i'm not gonna lie one of the the perks of this new place is i'm work from home that's nice that's really nice they're like no they are building an office facility it's going to be pretty small huh? but they're like no you you can work from home the teams you are, are training and supporting are remote doesn't make any sense to put you in an office, just have yeah. you in an office. They're like, you may need to travel out to some locations here and there. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Can I drive with the dogs? Cause you know, that's, that's important. <laughs> it's a, it's I, I may have to get a bigger lab cab. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I was like, don't know that I want to go back to the office. And I think a lot of I, I've seen a lot of articles like that. that are, people are really struggling. You have leaders that are brushing over it going, it, it doesn't matter how you feel. We're going to bring true. you back to the office because it makes us feel better. Well, that's true. I feel like in that in that example is they feel like they they're giving up control mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. It, it comes to toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be great to be back in the office. You're going to love it. We're going to synergize. We're going to have that oh. energy. I hate that word. Uh, that, that's, to me, that's ignorance of the situation. It is. It is. Yeah. Listen to your people. Uh-huh. Yes, maybe there is some need to do go back and do that. And quite frankly, some of our listeners may have a different view on that. I would be curious what those are. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, there's a lot that I, I guess I could say about that. I, I wish that we'd be more flexible as far mm-hmm. as like when it comes to the office and yeah. just really just put, I mean, stop with the, I guess you could call it corporate positive or <laughs> positive tech or, oh, I can't talk. <laughs> 
corporate toxic positivity. Corporate, yes. I think we just coined a new term. <gasps> We yes. Just... No, it re- and it really is because it's it's the synergy, right? It's this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Like, really, is it? Can I come into the office uh-huh. in my pajamas, in a hoodie? I have been big into co- company culture. That has oh, been yeah. a core focus of me for a long time. I've been feeling rather burned out just because of so much going on in my life. <laughs> also fighting from what I want it to be uh-huh. versus what leadership would let it, me, mm-hmm. let it be versus where I think people are. I could never get into the data. And and that was the one thing. They've never let me actually ask people, how do you really feel? Out of all the books, and I even took a class on corporate culture, and we talked about this extensively. If you are not willing to actually get honest feedback, if you're not willing to take an actual look at the data, you're creating a culture. It's just not the culture you think you're creating. It's a toxic positivity type culture. That's a great point. Just throwing out, oh, yay, it's wonderful. Everything's great. No, it's not. I'm super curious. I know we have a lot of listeners in a lot of different areas, a lot of different countries. I'm real curious. What are other people's experiences in this? I I don't think I'm alone in this based on what I'm seeing, reading. There's more and more studies being done every day Mm -hmm. on this. Oh, yeah, there are. I'll I'll be honest. I didn't even think about going the corporate culture route with this, (laughs) but it it fits really well into this. And this is something we haven't talked about before. No, we haven't. Yeah, I, I would love, I would love to hear other people's experiences with this because I think we're all starting to get, we're getting to that point, right? Where, how are we moving forward now with the pandemic? Yeah, I feel like we should be honest. What was good about it? Because there was good. We learned mm-hmm. that work from home is possible. We learned that, you know, we can have a laptop in the hands of every school-age kid. We learned, we learned a lot of positive things from this. We should take the bad feedback. We should take the good and we should pull out from it, learn from it out the work from home thing it it works for people it works for families it works for parents it works across the board and then take that no socialization thing that we all just went through and say hey we actually need to get together as communities more Mm -hmm. and do more and be more interactive checking on your neighbors yeah that's huge not just assuming everything is great (laughs) it's not always (laughs) across the street i have an older couple i think their son has moved back in with them because i used to see him every couple months mm-hmm. and as the pandemic went on i started seeing there almost every the time. couple weeks yeah. and now he's there every day he's skateboarding <laughs> uh, probably late 20s skateboarding he has his dog with him and it's funny because my dogs start barking so they're all excited <laughs> at first it was kind of felt like a combative so i don't know if he was wanted to be there or if it was out of necessity mm-hmm. now they're great yeah watching that development mm-hmm. cycle i think the pandemic has taught us all a lot, be it through work, it has. home, family, friends. It's nothing we all chose to go through, but we no. went through it, and we've all done pretty good so far. And we can continue to pull from that and learn from that and move forward as a society in a good way. And when it first started happening, I think a lot of us were, oh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Two weeks, we're done. Yeah. Oh, by summer, things will be open back up. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, May. We'll, we'll be back in May. <laughs> July. Can maybe fall. fall. <laughs> 2040. It was a rough year. But see, it, it, it comes back to we all were just in the suck of life. Our lives were impacted in many different ways. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I, I hope that we've come away with learning uh-huh. a little bit more empathy of, of the human experience and how it's impacted our neighbors and that. Because if, if not, then what really did we learn? Right. I mean, hopefully a lot of that me bubble that I feel this world lives in. Uh-huh. We all live in this little me, 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 me bubble. I feel like 
we all had to look beyond that and kind of burst that a little bit and be more community, more interactive, mm-hmm. more how can I help people? Hey, if I put a mask on, is that helping people? Hey, if I call my neighbor and check on them, if I drop them by treats or just a yeah, different human yeah. experience for yeah, sure. Exactly. I think about when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. I was very much more raw, raw, you know, we're, we're going to get through this is it kind of went on and I got sucked into the massive amount of school I did. I had to get hyper-focused and you I did. stopped doing that. Yep. I had a few people, do you have a pulse? Are you, can you fog a mirror? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going. Don't, I promise I'm good. Well, are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. The end got a little hairy because of, of work coming back too. As fall went on, it was just, I was starting to feel just overwhelmed because I never yeah. really stopped last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This winter hit me hard. A, a lot of factors went into it. Uh, a lot of it, I had people just, oh, just be happy, be good, you're being productive. And I'm like, I, I know I am, but I'm just tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay for me to be tired. Yep. It's okay for you to feel what you're feeling. Yep. yep. Talk about it with others. Mm-hmm. Yes, there may be nothing they can do, but if anything... There's, a lot of times there's not. Yeah. For a lot of folks, when they would reach out to me, I'd be like, no, I, okay, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And you it, said that to me all the time, and I'd be like, hey, get some sleep. Yeah. If you want to sit with me, that's great. Yeah. If you don't, that's perfectly understandable. I, I don't need anybody to do that right now. I, eventually, I might. I just need some rest. Yeah. You know what you need. Mm-hmm, you do. More often than not. A lot of the time we don't think we do. I I think we're more intuitive about ourselves than we really give ourselves credit Mm -hmm. for. When you're going through stuff, Mm -hmm. how do you react? What's kind of your normal go-to? I usually have to take at least a step or two back just to kind of give myself some distance from whatever is going on and then just kind of assess what I need, really. And and usually it's just, it's time, it's something that I just need to do on my own. And whether it's going out for a run, uh, sometimes I'll just hop in my car and just go for a drive and just kind of leave myself with my thoughts mm-hmm. and just kind of... I, I analyze a lot of situations and, and I think um, kind of going through every possible uh, situation that it could lead to helps me a lot. Well, that's great. Yeah. I have to be able to take a step back though. And I think that kind of comes back with the positive, the toxic positivity is that uh, if I feel smothered by that, then that's when I have issues. Here's a warm blanket of love. Yeah. <laughs> get, get your blanket off me. All right. <laughs> I am hot right now. Oh. Yeah. We don't do well in heat. No. That's what we're saying. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I just need to take a step back you know, leave your platitudes for another day. You can make me a casserole or whatever if you'd like. Exactly. But yeah, I just, I just need some space to just think it through. And usually I'm okay. Yeah. When things happen to us, <laughs> you'll start TED Talks and it just moves on to the next one. I had them in the background. So I, I listened to this one for Susan David and it went through two of hers and then it moved on to a bunch of other ones. I had it playing on my TV. <laughs> God bless smart TVs. That's great. So I, I had it going and I was working on some stuff around the house and just kind of putting things away and, and reorganizing while I was listening. And another one came on. I had to kind of stop and go sit down. Uh-huh. Heather, I, I think it's Lanier. Okay. L-A-N-I-E-R. I think it's Lanier. Parable that she goes into, farmers going through experiences. And every time something happens, people are like, oh, that's fantastic. Or, oh, that's terrible. Depending on the situation. And every time something happened, the farmer's response was, good, hmm. bad, who's to say? It'd be like, okay, something great happened. <laughs> then something bad would happen. Then something good would happen. And people are like, oh, see, that was great. And he's like, eh, good, bad, who to say? The story was like the farmer, his horse got through the fence and went away. 
like, oh, that's terrible. You lost your horse. And he's like, good, bad, who to say? Then the horse comes back and it brings like seven wild horses with it. And they're like, oh, that's fantastic. What luck. Now you got more horses. And he's like, good, bad, who to say? So he's trying to train one of the horses and the horse bucked his (laughs) son off and his son breaks. like, That's terrible. (laughs) Good, bad, who to say? Well, they come to recruit him for the army and he can't fight because of his broken leg. So, oh, that's great. He lucked out. He doesn't have to go to war. Good, bad, who to say? So everything there's always... That's kind of interesting. <laughs> that is that is really interesting. Yeah, because and, and this could be another topic for a whole other episode, because I, I think we yeah, we, we have this tendency to look at these trials or these horrible circumstances as, you know, oh, this tragic. There are positive things that can can come out of anything and everything. We, we had that perspectives mm-hmm. discussion mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a while ago. Yeah. And that really does put a whole different lens. It does. On things. When we talk about things that are, are good or bad with toxic positivity, with a loved one passing, uh-huh. and, oh, your grandma died. That's terrible. Good, bad, who to say? Yeah. To me, it was a, a positive thing because she was no longer suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. People miss her. And, and yes, I understand yeah. that is a bad thing to them. But for me, her being out of pain is far greater than her yeah. just being there languishing. Well, see, and that's how no. I felt when my mom passed away. Yeah, I. The way things happened when she passed away, we hadn't spoken in months and she was angry at me and I did not get a chance to say goodbye. And I missed out on my final Christmas with her. And that was really hard because she passed away January 5th. So right after Christmas. And but overall, the experience was she's at peace and she needed to go. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's just one of those things. Good, bad. Who's to say there was a little bit of good. There was a little bit of bad. Doesn't mean one was more right or one was more wrong. There was just. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> toxic positivity, when you're going through something good, there can be toxic positivity there. That's yes. the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. I, yeah. Graduating mm-hmm. is phenomenal, and I am mm-hmm. super excited. It is a major life goal for me. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it has been for a long time. To be honest, it was a point where I didn't know if I would accomplish it in life, yeah. especially before I started. And as I started, it was like, God, I don't think I want to do this. This sucks. <laughs> People now celebrating with me, and, and I appreciate the, the celebrations, but it's like, it is a good thing to me. It's kind of sad. I'm, I'm having the sadness because <laughs> I'm closing a door on a chapter, and I've made some great relationships. I know I can continue those relationships. One thing I'm super grateful for in this is it's opened my eyes to a whole other realm of learning mm-hmm. and, and applying that learning. Mm-hmm. The new job that I'm taking on is a training lead. They're actually excited because I start sharing ideas about things that we even talk about on podcasts mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And taking stuff and helping shape a company's culture that's a little bit newer. Now I know which job you took. I was wondering which one, but now I know which one it is. I'm excited. Uh, I I was told, write down your ideas, bring them your first day. Oh, that's great. It's the first time I've felt energized about work in a very long time. That's awesome. That's awesome, Ian. (laughs) I think it's a good thing. I'm probably going to be that toxic person. Everything's great here. (laughs) (laughs) And enjoy that while you feel it. Yes, because it will... Good, bad, who's to say? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now you have a lot of work to do. Do it. <laughs> Anything else you can think we need to touch on? I, I, it seems like every time we visit these topics, <laughs> like we, we get down the road and we're like, you know what else we can do with this? <laughs> we do. I just, I just think just being honest, being honest with our own feelings and emotions, I think, mm-hmm. I think is just the key. Letting ourselves, letting ourselves feel and express emotions, uh, every range of emotion, I think also allows us to 
be more empathetic of others mm-hmm. and allow us to give them the space or to go sit with them in, in those dark hours. But yeah, just live life, feel it. Emotional honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't pretend you're okay if you're not. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's huge because we, um, standpoint, these power moms, super moms, helicopter moms, whatever you want to call it, pretending they're okay all the time. They're oh. not. I promise you they're not. I've been there. I've been a part of that. I've tried to pretend I am when I'm not. And once I started being real and being like, no, today, I, today sucks. Today, mm-hmm. I don't want to take the kids here. I don't want to get them up for school. I don't want to clean the house. I don't want to just be honest. The, the twitch in their eye oh. when you say that, that, that gives yeah. it away. It does. Why do you I'm think fine. they Botox so I'm much? I'm fine. This we, we've fine. always talked about it. The meme. Where uh-huh. were the house and everything's on fire? fire? The dog's sitting there. It's fine. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine. You're not. It's fine. It's okay to say you're not. We have told you time and time again, we are advocates for being honest about you what's going to. on with you nope. and with others. It's super scary. And I'm like, no, I think this is the next step in my evolution. And that's great. When I made the call, I, I was I was super nervous because <laughs> I, I really do appreciate what my manager, my current manager's done for me. When we talked, he was like, this is a good move for you. He's like, no. it's going to suck for me, but it's a <laughs> good move for you. That's good. I bet that made you feel good. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to have others try to talk me out of this decision that's probably over true. the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yeah. But I'm I'm legitimately excited for possibilities. Had I been able to do what I will be doing there where I'm at, uh-huh. would I have stayed? Eh, potentially. Uh-huh. The challenge of something new. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm happy for you. Uh, that will be a lot of fun. I, I'm that type of person. I love new challenges. Uh-huh. I When we talk, like, I can sense where you're just like, I can feel you getting itchy. Like, it's it's time to do something else oh no i I, i'm 100 in that boat i've been i actually the itch actually started before the pandemic Uh. and uh i i started kind of looking for something to kind of jump into and when the pandemic when the pandemic came i just kind of i kind of stayed where i was because we had no idea what was going on we all kind of froze in place i think yeah and in the past few months, I've I've uh, kind of jumped into different areas to kind of discover. Uh-huh. Okay, where do I want to take this? New passions. Yeah, like I've I, I took a uh, recreation a, a recreation therapy course through Salt Lake Community College, and I've been working with addict to athlete with mm-hmm. Blue and Marissa, kind of exploring that because I'm just I'm done with I'm done with a desk. I don't blame you. You know, not even just in the office, but even at home. Like uh-huh. I, I want to be on my feet. I uh-huh. want to be outside. I want to be around people. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of why I've, I've kind of pushed towards that. I mean, who knows if that's the direction? I have it. What? You need to be a national park ranger. You know what? You're not the That's first person. You're not the first person who has said that. <laughs> I, I could see you out there mm-hmm. with Smokey the Bear and Woodsy the Owl. I would be Smokey the Bear in the costume. <laughs> Flip it aside. <laughs> you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> I think I just solved just world hunger. I swear. Okay. All right. It's been decided. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a career counselor. I, I there think you go. on out. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> Who's next? I will talk and then I'll give you a new career. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ian Newland, career coach. Smokey the Bear, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Krista Windsor, she writes this and she's like, you guys are my life coaches. Yeah. Huh? And, okay. 
Well, that's kind of what we set out to yeah. do with this. It really is. It, it is because I, I love listening and because you, the inner dialogue that I want to have in my head <laughs> during, you know, talking about these kind of difficult topics, right? Or topics where I don't completely understand the whole thought process of it. And, and you go through that. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I got this. I could do anything that I set my mind to. <laughs> Because Angela and Ian told me I could. Krista, you're next. Yep. That's right. <laughs> we'll start you... calling you in one by one for a little personal Krista, what consult. Let's talk about this. Join, join, join me in the forest. You can be my I, assistant. I don't see her doing that. I don't know. She loves being outdoors, too. She I'm just actually, outdoors. I think she'd make a fantastic park ranger, too. Yeah. Or just she'd be like, do don't do that. And she, she's a mom of some some very awesome kids. Yeah. I, I was just talking to her last night. Uh, she she had commented on my my graduation stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I asked her, "It's like how's how's her son Jake, who's in the Navy right now? He's deployed out on yeah. a ship. He keeps going back out, and and so apparently that's kind of a struggle to get school done. Who knew? It, it makes me happy that he's progressing. Mm -hmm. She's like, you you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I this is this is why I love doing this. It's mm -hmm. making connections and following people through. Oh yeah, yeah. great. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, here, Josh. Josh. Oh, thank you. Because I was like, well, you know, we kind of hit toxic positivity. What What are we going to come up with? And <laughs> I found like a whole new book. I found new talks. And I say and we both went down a totally different path. We, we yeah. went like we corporate came, culture. Yes. We went. We came up with corporate toxic positivity that has now officially been copyrighted by New Day Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, Angela. I feel like I, I feel like I need to like pay you guys for being my life coach for the past what hour? How much do I owe you? <laughs> You can pay Ange in uh, drinks and quench it. <laughs> there you go. Gangster of Love Lemonade. Yep. Invention. I oh, invented it. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it just sounds cool. I mean, it, well, if you some of the change... flavors you put together, I'm just like, oh. I know. Oh. It's just, it's a, it's a squirt of everything. Yeah. It, it really, it really should but just Josh, be called Josh, I know the... all those fra flavors. Yeah, there's cinnamon, there's peach. Uh, there was... Well, I mean, which is great for cobbler. Lavender, cucumber, passion fruit. Okay. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, it's like a cornucopia like of, toasted, of drinks. Like toasted marshmallow. Wait, wait, did you just use the word cornucopia? I did, and I really <laughs> hate myself for saying that. <laughs> I see there's I'm going to put this, and I'm going to send it to your mother. I'll be like, he's not ready. He's not ready to get rid of it. <laughs> Josh, where can they find you? How, how can they get in touch with you? So you can, well, you, my personal Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page is at Josh Walla. But you can also find me on Radio Ronin every Monday. I, oh. I record, oh. we record Tuesdays and Saturdays, but every Monday and Thursday, Radio Ronin yep. podcast with Jimmy Great Chunga podcast. Chandler and, and Spencer. Uh, and then also Ronin TV. So Which we is just, so we, much fun. We just launched that. Uh, we should, uh, well, we went to Lagoon yesterday. We recorded mm -hmm. hours on end of me riding on roller coasters. <laughs> and yeah. Did, did we actually get Spencer's face in videos this time? Or Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we finally did, actually. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, you know, our, our whole goal with Radio Ronin is just to kind of help get you out of the suck of life. Well, you you guys do a good job with that. And it's just, it, it well, thank you. And it's, it's just so much fun. Because yeah, life, life, life sucks. <laughs> and if we can kind of help you kind of forget about that for just a few hours, <laughs> just to enjoy, to laugh, whatever, then we've done our job. 
Yeah. Well, you guys do a great job with it. We love you. With oh, Radio Rodin. You, you also help with Addict Athlete. Mm-hmm. You, Josh is everywhere. I'm just telling you. Josh pie hands. His hands are in <laughs> many pies. Literally. And you can see him usually in Bash Chat yes. on Saturdays, yeah. too. I apologize for not being there last night. I fell asleep on the couch. Oh, no, no, no. Bash even started. I, I fell asleep like halfway through oh. because it was just right after Lagoon. Mm. And I just had some chicken tacos. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling very sleepy. I had been out. Well, I had grandkids the first half of the day. And then I had been out looking for cars for my son who's about to turn 16. And oh. I was just done. We drove from Tooele. As much to as he's been working, I'm pretty sure he can pay cash for anything. Oh, he so. already did. We found one. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. But yeah, so, so Radio Ronan. Uh, radio running or Ronin TV and yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm there on the internet on Josh <laughs> so I, Josh is part of the Radio Ronin Network yes, which yes. we are mm-hmm. a part of so be sure you go and listen to all the shows they're great uh, shows awesome shows Greg variety of shows in fact I was a guest on Greg's show last and week and I'm yeah. going to be next week or the week after yeah so be sure that you hit Radio Ronin just to see all the different shows yeah and we, we've got some extra special guests from, from the extended Ronin family. We're, yes, we're getting we pretty excited, we're excited about, about. And be sure you hit subscribe on our show, Radio mm-hmm. Ronin. Yep. That's how you're going to get notified. Yep. And there is so much new content coming from all of us. Everyone. Yep. It's how you're going to stay up to date with all of us. So, mm-hmm. so hit that like button. <laughs> Smash that like button. That's what we, that's, Smash that's what that we, button. That's what we say on the YouTubes. YouTubes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just sounded like my mother. <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. Yeah. The, the, the Instagram. <laughs> the IG. Why, why is it as we get older, we put the in front of everything? I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. if Is it an age thing or is it like a, a Utah thing? Because I swear we, we say everything I, with the. Like I'm going to the Walmart. I'm going to make an observation start observing that. Yeah. If I notice people from out of state. See, there's a new research project for us. Yeah, new research project. Thanks. There you you go. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. We we appreciate you stopping by. Stop by as often as you want, man. I I, I definitely will. Especially if Quinchet is here. (laughs) That seems to happen quite a bit. It's almost like we have an in. Peanut butter bars, man. They were good. (laughs) Just wait till you get those those bread knots. Oh, so when do we record next? (laughs) Josh is like, uh, next week work for you guys. I'll just come with Spencer. That's it. Yes. Josh, we we need to go get carbs. Uh, Yeah, we do. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Carbs. Well, we should just go. Yeah, let's just go to the Olive Garden and just order breadsticks. I'm next. (laughs) Go. Let's go. Done. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. everybody. We'll see you next time. See you next time.